0: Jaren Solomon here from Solomon Brothers Jewelers. And all month long, we're helping you clean out your jewelry box. Bring in your watches, gold jewelry, gold coins, or diamonds and turn it into cash. If you have jewelry pieces you aren't ready to part with, our jewelers can help you recreate it into a custom piece you will love and wear. No matter the reason it's been sitting around, bring it to Solomon Brothers for a cash offer or an upgrade. For more details on our jewelry and diamond buybacks or upgrades, visit us at Solomon Brothers in Buckhead or Alpharetta, online at SolomonBrothers.com.
1: 2022 (laughs) is gone. 2023 is upon us. It is time to look back, have a nice little reflection, and, you know, join together as friends and a community. All that after
2: these ads we have no control over.
3: Get out of here, 2022. All right, sing along if you know the words. One, two, three, it's time for animation, deliberation, a conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Welcome back. We are here. It might be a new year, but it is the same us. I am Andrew Rogers. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair. And we are your hosts as we go over everything that we had in 2022, what our favorite stuff was, what the listeners' favorite stuff was, as well as what we're looking forward to in 2023, and just so much more. It was a great time getting community feedback together, so I think we're just going to jump into this unless you have something you want to bring up at the top here, Jay Scotty. No time like the present. Let's Let's do this thing. All right. Awesome. So we had several categories. Uh, we're going to have a mishmash of feedback for all these categories, but we talked about our favorite shows from 2022, our favorite movie from 2022, our favorite character that was introduced in 2022, what we're looking forward to in 2023. And then, you know, we always like to talk about Mount Rushmore around here because why not? So that's also in our list of things to talk about. Jay Scotty, uh, why don't you kick us off your favorite show or shows? I'm not going to limit anything here to one uh, that we had in 2022.
3: Okay. Well, just as a little precursor to my favorite show, it is worth mentioning that Spy Family was just such a pleasant surprise for me. It started off with Zuhair (laughs) recommending it so fervently. Then you jumped on board, started saying good things. And then when I finally broke down and, and dove into the series, it was so, so rewarding and so enjoyable but I'm actually a little bit surprised by what I picked as my own favorite show. And it's not necessarily the part of the show that came out in 2022, but it was the experience of covering the show, binging the show and talking about the show on this podcast. And that happened pretty early on in the year, actually. And that was our binge of attack on Titan. Mm, Uh, It was just, yeah, it was just such a, an experience. And it was like, a show that I found myself consuming voraciously. Like we had <laughs> planned to like, you know, only watch a certain number of episodes so that we wouldn't be spoiled for things that we were going ahead. And I think in our group chat, like you and I both were just having such a difficult time, like not watching ahead and like the mystery <laughs> yep. and the, the story that was building up, it was, it was so engrossing. And that show, you know, between the smiling Titan and some of the Character reveals and and deaths and shakeups like what an engrossing story and and what a great show.
1: Yeah, it is on my honorable mention list Mm -hmm. because in my head, I just considered, okay what came out in 2022? But I totally have to agree. The experience of going through it, the three of us having never done this before, just jumping in headlong and. Going through what is arguably just the trauma that is Attack on Titan uh, was such a great part of this year. Like, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about that specifically. And then mm-hmm. my other honorable mention that I was prepared to talk about, because Attack on Titan you brought up, mm-hmm. uh, Spy Family came out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it is exactly like you said. It was a delight. Had no idea this show was coming. I hope we get more things like this next year where we're not looking forward to it. But it's one of the top things to talk about for sure. Because spoiler mm-hmm. alert, several listeners did say it was their favorite of the year. So, uh-huh. yeah, I think uh, I think it deserves to be talked about the most. Um, but I'll also jump in. Mine was Demon Slayer. No surprise. Uh-huh. He- he's yeah. just like, it was so much fun. Everything we got was top tier across the board in 2022 the entertainment district was amazing like i uh, i'm so deeply looking forward to getting to see that on the big screen in a theater like i will pay whatever extra money to get that on the imax screen i want it in full glory the
3: whole time (laughs) yeah I, i couldn't say it better myself the entertainment district arc was dazzling and had me on the edge of my seat and it was a real pleasure and privilege to be able to to tune in and and talk about it with you all every J, week. Jay Scotty you're really going to pick a word to, to describe that season
1: and not use the word flashy? Well, you know. <laughs> you had that in front of you. Come on.
3: Yeah, well, dazzling and, and flashy. Yeah, yeah I, I dropped the ball. I, I apologize. <laughs> it is New Year's, so the ball has to drop, though, right? Ta-da. It
1: does have to drop. <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. Uh, so we're going to now jump in with our listeners. And uh, okay. because our delightful co-host is not here, we're going to let him be at the top of the list every time we talk about one of these categories. So Zuhair mentioned My Hero Academia I love mm. that all three of us picked something different because mm. I don't disagree with any of our picks. My hero has been top tier in terms of all of the seasons. This has arguably been the best season that we've gotten so far.
3: Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, It's it's been a blast. And I think the stakes are the highest this season. I don't know if it's my favorite season so far, but certainly the season that has had me sweat the most. So I'm in uh, yeah, I I've, I've been having a ball with that one as well. Yeah, it it has been one of the things that it's like I need to
1: see the next episode as soon as it comes out, which it's been a while. It's probably been since Demon Slayer that I've had a show that has properly brought me in that close. Hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, I will bring up our next listener, a friend of the show, Sarah Day chimed in with two favorite shows. Don't blame you at all. It's a, it's tough to to pick between our darlings here. But uh Baymax, which I appreciate, a little out of uh left field compared to some of these other picks we'll be talking about. And then as you mentioned, Demon Slayer. So she's uh I think she's hitting two two different sides of the pendulum there, but uh I, I like her picks a lot. Yeah, she was
1: fully on the swing. And I think the best part was her message on Instagram said, I can't even remember if Baymax came out this year, but I had so much fun with it. I'll pick Demon Slayer. Like she put (laughs) both of them. So I had to, you know, throw them together uh, on our list. And then next up, we had listener Tyler Tech uh, on Instagram write in and say Arcane, which Hmm. I wish I could talk more about. I really feel bad that it was not, on our radar as quickly as it should have been.
3: Well, there's just so much animated content coming out, which is you know a, a blessing and a curse with us being on a podcast that talks about animation. But I really appreciate the li- the listeners who brought this to our radar and really said, like, you need to be watching this because eventually I did watch it. And it was one of those shows. I think I watched it in the span of like three days. And once you get past like the first two episodes and have that time jump, it just takes off from there and his balls to the wall beautiful animation really engaging characters a very exciting story and i'm excited to see that show come back hopefully soon
1: yeah and uh hopefully when it has a second season we will be able to do some sort of season recap or wrap up if not it will definitely make it now that we've introduced the anna minutes segment which might be my favorite part of 2022 Mm. (laughs) being able to talk about all these different things Uh, But yeah, thanks for, thank you all for bringing that to our attention because that was definitely the way that I heard about the show. It wasn't from friends. It wasn't from social
3: media. It was listeners. Yeah, because I've never played League of Legends, but I enjoyed the hell out of the show. So yeah. All right. And up next is Zach 1797, maybe 1797, maybe 1797. I don't know, but uh, thank you, Zach. And he... Speaks to uh, speaks to this podcast's proclivities very well with Young Justice, a show I like to refer to as our bread and butter.
1: Yes, him and our next listener, also Haley Hobbs, hard to call her a listener, friend of the show, host of our sister show, the source pages, they both responded with Young Justice, and it wasn't my favorite season, but mm-hmm. looking back on all of those character arcs that we got, I remember how great it was to cover that show week to week. We had so much to talk about from a 20 minute episode because it was just phenomenal storytelling. We were always asking the questions of what was coming next. And I -hmm. don't think we got any predictions right. It was so fun to have what felt like pure superhero comic book stories told on the screen throughout the summer.
3: Yeah, agreed. It was an interesting season for me with Young Justice because it was the first season that I watched in real time. I had the, I had, the gift of like having the first three <laughs> seasons already be available before I ever started watching the show. So I was able to binge those. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I can't say that it was my favorite season either, but I do think it was a, an improvement over season three. Um, but yeah, the, the show even when it's not at the pinnacle of what we've seen so far, the show rarely misfires. So it was great to be able to, uh, spend some time in the, the more, uh, well, I guess steady side of the DC universe as it stands currently. Oh yes. Because (laughs) James
1: Gunn, I I know you're a listener. I know secretly you are enjoying this. Just, come on the show and like do an interview and announce the renewal of the next season. I, I think that would be the best way to get to your target audience. Oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just got to put, the, you know, put that into the universe as we go into the new year, you know, get them good vibes going, but uh, it, Hell, it, yeah. it is DC is what it is, but we have fun with it no matter what. But we talk about fun and we talk about listeners bringing us new content. Uh, Reed Murphy, another friend of the show, host of the 323 with Reed Murphy, the consistent show that Zuhair is on at this point, he right. came into us with his favorite show being Proud Family Louder and Prouder. Yeah.
3: Have you had a chance to watch any of this, Jay Scotty? I have not watched any of this revival series. I had watched the Proud Family back in the early to mid 2000s when it came out on the Disney channel. But uh, I have not revisited this new series, but I definitely appreciate Reed for uh, shining some light on this one and and giving it some praise because I I think he might be the only one that mentioned this series. So good on you. Oh, yeah. And I did do a little quick preview because I had
1: some time over lunch and I was like, okay, let me just like look at a little bit of one of the episodes And it's just fun. It seems like it's the old Proud Family coming back because I grew up with that show. I watched it all the time. And it feels like it's one of the great ones that should be revisited in this, you know, era of reboots and revitalizations. Uh I'm kinda glad to see it come back
3: around. So it might actually be on my consistent watch list at this point. Uh who knows? All right. Well check back in with us if you have a chance to check it out and let us know what you think. Oh, yeah. All right. And next up is Emily Sissel, who uh, actually appeared on our Batmanimation episode back in February while we were gearing up for the theatrical release of Matt Reeves' The Batman, and uh, she has her... Superheroes in the classroom like concept that she's been bringing to cons, and it's been really cool to see her success there, but uh she brings another series that I was not familiar with, maybe I heard in passing, but it just didn't really you know stick with me. New Dragon Prince, so this is one i don't I virtually know nothing about.
1: Yeah, no, this is one of those that I think you and I have both heard about it from. Uh, listeners at this point I think it's been brought up at least once or twice this might have been the one that uh, Matt Mercer was a part of I can't he's part of too many dragon things so I'm not actually (laughs) sure uh, whether or not that's the case but I do I have seen a little bit of the first season it's very classic like It's the quintessential Netflix animation. It has that very bubbly style that is very computer generated. It takes a little while to get into, but once you're there, the story that they were telling in the first season, it was intriguing and it was gripping. I honestly only fell off because I wasn't watching the show. It was like in the background while a friend was watching it, but I would always like peer over over his shoulder. So it's definitely on the list of things to like revisit because it is next to Arcane, one of the few like Netflix animation things that I hear talked about plenty uh, besides that and love death and robots. Those are the only three that I hear consistently brought up as like the big hitters of Netflix animation.
3: Well, I'm going to take that opportunity. I know we're, we're going listener by listener, but you mentioning love death and robots. Like I was very tempted to list love death and robots as, as my favorite show, but I just couldn't do it. But um, I do have a lot of love for that show because I had not watched any of the seasons prior to 2022 And I had a day where I was donating plasma and the situation there is like you have to sit with your arm still for the better part of four hours. So they give you a tablet with like Netflix on it. And I was like, "Okay, I'm finally going to knock out Love, Death and Robots. And it made those four hours fly by. So I appreciate Love, Death and Robots a lot. And just to be able to see what Blur Studios can do with some of those stories was breathtaking. But anyway, I digress. Oh, no,
1: it's fine i have only watched the first like season season and a half but it's oh it's stunning and would take us like 2 hours to even talk about so we're just going to leave it there <laughs> because that is its whole own podcast if we ever End up getting there, and I am going to jump in with another duo listener here, uh, Jillian Kurtick and Jonathan Kim. They both said what we didn't have the heart to say, and since Spy X Family, <laughs> I said the X again. I'm sorry, I do it all the time. Spy Family, uh, no Stella for you. <laughs> no. St- <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I got my just, first just- Tetronus bolt. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we can sing this praises, sh- this shows praises all day long. It it was so much fun and I can't wait for more. I'm glad we know we're getting more uh, at the very least.
2: Mm.
3: Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. And next up we have Dylan M and Zuhair is going to appreciate you, but I, I also appreciate you and I know Andrew appreciates you as well, but he Sounds off with My Hero Academia, a very solid choice. I really thought you were going to leave me off of the people who would appreciate that for a moment oh, when no. you said you
1: did and zoo did. I was like, "Wow, do I <laughs> do I talk that much smack about My Hero?" No, it, <laughs> we do appreciate it. We appreciate all of it because, yeah, it it was just oh, such a hard hitting season. I I need like a two week break. I don't know if I'm ready to jump back in this week. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot and. Mm. It's a nice bridge between 2022 and 2023,
3: uh, for sure. Definitely, definitely. I'm, yeah, I, I kind of am of two minds with you. It'd be nice to get a little bit more of a breather with everything we just went through. But it's also nice not to have to wait so long. With so many of these animes, we talk about like not knowing that we're <laughs> going to be able to time. see more. So there's something very <laughs> warming and reassuring about knowing that My Hero Academia is there for us.
1: So. Yeah, c- considering we don't even have a release date on Attack on Titan, yes, I'm very, very excited to know exactly when we're getting that My Hero. Um But that's it for listeners on the favorite show side of things. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to jump into favorite movie. All um, right, I will.
3: I'll let you go first this time since I went first last time.
1: Yeah, I... I'm gonna have three answers. I'm gonna cheat. Okay. I want. I wanted to have one answer, but I have three answers. Um, okay. The first answer, as many of you will remember, all the way back over the summer, I was talking about a movie called Inu O. Uh, yeah, it too. was an anime rock opera that has still stuck with me to this day. I did a full, you know, list of ranking all of the movies that I saw this year uh, from like zero to five on a 0.5 scale. And it Mm -hmm. came in at my, it tied for my second favorite movie out of the year with like four other movies. It was that high of a rating. I still absolutely adore this. It was a anime rock opera that basically had no plot. It was just all sorts of fun. And, for the record, I don't speak Japanese either, so I'm just bopping along to the music the whole time. <laughs> it, it was just absolutely stunning. The lead singer, they have a voice that I said it before, and I'll say it again, rivals Freddie Mercury. And even the, oh, mu- yeah. wow. the music in the movie was an homage to Queen music, it turned out, that like oh, one cool. of the songs, the entire band comes in like it is Bohemian Rhapsody. He has both, or they have both the front and back vocals that just, all match up together it's just so good and that's like my favorite but i did also want to cheat and say avatar way of the water because i know it's not animation but it's not live action yeah and that movie was so good like i enjoyed it more than the first one i will happily say it i had such a fun time in that theater and then you know, if I had to pick one that was like for everyone, for anything else, uh, Puss in Boots was so yeah, much fun this nice, year. I, nice. I had a great time watching that movie because I think that one was the lowest expectation. I was like, all right, I'll watch this. It's part of the Shrek lineage. I haven't watched one <laughs> since like the third or fourth when it they yeah. started getting really bad. And right. then I enjoyed it. And in the past, like couple weeks that it's been out, it's the seventh highest grossing animated film of the year. Right on. So it's moving its way up there because it's still in theater. It's like rivaling League of Super Pets at this point. So
3: Nice. It was a good film. Well, that's the perfect segue for me because you just mentioned two movies there that kind of like rank in as my honorable mentions. Like you, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish was just a pleasant surprise for me. I'd seen the trailer. I I thought it looked, you know, at least mildly entertaining but went in with no expectations and was just really blown away with how solid a story it was and how uh, focused it was in terms of being this this character journey and uh, again like the voice cast is just really really <laughs> yeah but you also mentioned dc league of super pets and that one's like kind of falls into a, car- a category that we didn't really list but if i had to quantify it I would say kind of like biggest surprise for me because that was one where it was a little bit the opposite like I saw the trailers and I, I love DC I love those characters but I thought it was going to end up being much more kiddy and like geared towards a certain audience and I don't have anything against The Rock but he's kind of hit or miss for me and I ended up really really enjoying DC League of Super Pets and thought you know just much like Puss in Boots it was surprisingly poignant and really funny and smart. And yeah, I just had a a really good time with it. Uh, But for my favorite of the year um, and, and this is one that's, I know I'm not alone in this one, but again, this is one that's a little surprising to me because I don't think this was a movie that was necessarily made for me, but there's no denying that turning red was just a very, very entertaining, and thoughtful and timely film. And uh, I kind of wish in, in retrospect, it would have got a theatrical release, but uh, I'm glad it was available on Disney And I'm glad I, I took a chance on it because it was delightful. Oh yeah. Turning red was such a fun time, such a poignant story to
1: tell as well. Like I think it's going to be around in the Disney vernacular for a very long time going forward. Um, mm. it, it's definitely going to be up there. And I'm going to take a quick sidebar soapbox uh, Mm -hmm. moment here. We talk about theatrical releases, and I'm very intrigued to see what Disney does going forward, because we have mentions of several Disney Plus movies being being some of our listeners' top movies, as well as yours being Turning Red. And then this past week, we didn't talk about it in the news because it's not that big a deal. Strange World was number one on Disney Plus since it has released there. Yeah, bombed I at the box it. office, and yeah. it's yeah. D- did you think it was good? Like, what what I, were your
3: thoughts on it? I thought it was solid, but um, it did kind of seem like. I mean, I, I'm obviously not an executive or, or anything like that, but if I were in those rooms, it it kind of felt like the the type of story, like it sh- it should have been a streaming exclusive. It should have been a way to, to get people to subscribe to Disney plus rather than, you know, because the marketing just wasn't there for a theatrical release. Uh, but it was, it was, it was a good movie. It was, it was solid and, and I enjoyed it, but it was just wasn't like, it didn't knock my socks off. It wasn't anything to write home about, I guess, but it was, it was solidly entertaining.
1: Yeah. It, it's very interesting. And again, we'll, we'll jump off the sidebar soon, but I want to know what's going on behind the scenes at Disney and how they approach these things after this, because for Yumi and Zuhair, who are very tied into Disney, to animation, very tied into Disney. And we go to the theaters all the time for me, not to say, Oh, I've seen this trailer 30 times. Right. Tells me that they were not heavily marketing this movie. And Mm -hmm. I'm in LA where every bus stop ever has a movie poster on it (laughs) all the time. Like anywhere I go, I see them. And I think I saw like one strange world poster the entire time as I was driving to work. So it felt like it was a very bizarre approach and i'm i'm just intrigued to know where it goes because also we talk about animation for the year i i talked about the gross money that puss in boots made mm-hmm. disney got kind of housed by universal this year Ooh. uh bad guys came in at 2 making 250 million with lightyear just behind it at 226 million but minions rise of gru made <laughs> 940 million dollars uh I don't know why it's It's not on any of our radar, but it's also just like universal has been doing things very, very right in this, you know, year, because again, we're talking about Puss in Boots,
3: which I just now remembered
1: is also universal. So yeah, Disney's got their work cut out for them.
3: Yeah. The pun is totally intended here, but there's just no denying the universal. Uh, now I just lost it. Uh, universal draw to them, to the minions. Um, They're not for me, but they do something for, for a large audience out there. People love the minions. So considering it's the second minions movie, like I thought after
1: the first one, we'd be done. So (laughs) credit to them, I suppose. Yeah. Universal appeal. That was the word I was looking for. Universal, Ah, universal appeal that, that checks out. Yes. Well, you know, we kind of talked about how Disney isn't doing too hot. And Zuhair, when I text him earlier today to be like, hey, w- what are your movies? The first thing he said was, I just put Lightyear down as a disappointment. That was the first thing out of his mouth. And I, I don't want to. Call negatives to this movie, yeah. but with all three of us, when I listened back to our 2022 episode or yeah. looking forward to 2022, it was
3: at the top of both you and Zuhair's list and my oh, number yeah. two. Oh, yeah. So, and, uh, full transparency, I bristle at that a little bit because I remember when we did our review with Sarah Day, I was the one I felt like that was being a little bit of the, um, anachronistic voice where I was just like, yeah, I, it didn't reach those heights for me. Um, and it's, it's like not saying that I was right and you were wrong or anything like that, but it's interesting (laughs) to hear how the narrative has changed in the, in the following months.
1: (laughs) I I think it's just one of those movies that like totally disappeared from your mind after you saw it. It was like, Oh, it was good. It was bad, but now it's gone. I, I don't think anything of it, but, uh, after some slight nudging, he did bring up, uh, JJK zero was his favorite movie of the year. Uh, we've talked about it at length at this point, that it's the movie that got him into the show that now he's super pumped for season two that's also coming this year. So I would say it did a good job.
3: Yeah, yeah. Still one that I need to see, but uh, he's not alone on that one. Like I have heard even from more casual fans of, of animation that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero was in the zeitgeist and people were interested in it. So again, it just... Really bodes well for these anime theatrical releases, and I I love to see the trend. Oh, for sure. Uh, you want to take the next two? So we have uh, both Emily Sissel and Jillian. They're on the same page as me with Turning Red being their favorite film of 2022. And hey, I get it. I totally get it.
1: Yeah, I I I don't know how much more we can say. It it deserves more praise than I think it got. Not even all the praise. It deserves more of the praise. But, you know, you talk about praise, you talk about disappointments, you talk about Disney. Uh uh-huh. Dylan M came to us and said Lightyear was their favorite of the year. And I like still hearing that there were people that enjoyed this. There was a little bit more to their uh Instagram message that I wasn't going to throw in here because we have so many things to talk about, but basically sure. just saying that you know, they grew up with these characters, getting to see them again on the screen and, you know, having buzz be back in your life was great. And I, if I remember any one thing about our podcast, Mm -hmm. all four of us were in agreement that it was like, wow, we're back with the toy story characters. We are Andy in the theater watching the movie. This is amazing.
3: Oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. For, for all the flack it's gotten, it's, I still had a really good time with the movie and, uh, I'm still hopeful that it might get a sequel. So, you know, even if it's not a theatrical release or maybe it becomes a Disney Plus series. But I think uh, the character of Buzz Lightyear and kind of viewing his ex- his exploits in a more uh, serialized approach is, is something I would totally be down for. So, yeah, thank G- you, Dylan, for letting us know.
1: Just reboot the series that they erased from the internet, the Buzz Lightyear Star Commands. Like, <laughs> yes. just just yes. do
3: it. Definitely, definitely. Okay, and next up is listener Jonathan Kim, who's been chiming in a lot here uh, recently, especially with our My Hero Academia coverage. But I'm really glad that he brought up the movie that he brought up because this one was a tough one for me to leave off. But he mentioned Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. And I think at the top of this segment, you mentioned how a lot of these favorite movies were Disney plus only releases. And I think this was one of the ones you were alluding to. Oh yeah. This is on par with spy family of a
1: sleeper pick that I didn't think anything of going into the year. And it was awesome. We had such a great time watching that movie and talking about that movie. It was so much fun.
3: Yeah. I still describe it as the spiritual successor to who framed Roger rabbit that we, didn't oh, yeah. deserve. <laughs> Honestly, and I mean, it's just what gives
1: uh, John Mulaney more accolades as a voice actor because oh, yeah. he also did a fantastic job in uh, Puss in Boots that we've talked yeah. at length about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it it was a very, very fun ride. So, yeah, just like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it, it goes up in the Hall of Fame of is this
3: even an animated movie? Right. Well, it's it's a hybrid, yeah. (laughs) It's a hybrid. Yeah. All right. And I think um, as far as listeners go, we didn't have as many people chime in with favorite movies as we did for shows. So I think that's uh, it for favorite movies. Yeah, that is it for
1: favorite movies. So now we'll jump into favorite characters. So you made me go first last time. I'm putting the ball back in
3: your court. We're playing underground tennis at this point. Uh, Okay. Well, underground tennis is very fitting because- uh, we've already talked at length about Spy Family, but the heart and soul of Spy Family, as we've done Spy Family coverage in our Anna Minutes, I frequently mentioned how Yor is one of my favorite characters. But undeniably, the heart and soul of this show is Anya. I <laughs> love Anya. I love how devious, mischievous. I love her expressions, her anytime she has that moment of shock with the,
2: Oh,
3: Oh. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I love how, and I just love how the, the fandom has embraced her and, and this swell of ground support. That's just like, you know, followed her. And she's just such a, such a real character. And like, she doesn't have any like really inhibitions. Like it's, it's just so refreshing and she's, what, what, what can I say? Yeah. It, it,
1: they somehow wrote a child correct. An yeah. intelligent child, be it, yes. But, like, it doesn't feel like it's the dumb kid. It's just a kid that is going through life from her own perspective. Like, all of those moments where she is just like, ah, yes, but I can, you know, deviously do this to my classmates. It's like, Anya, that's not how it works. <laughs> but, yeah, she's great. I mean... I might have had to say Bond if I was gonna, gonna pick. <laughs> I feel like Bond deserves that love there, yeah. Borfu. But, <laughs> but uh, my pick, and it was hard because Anya was sure. like the first one that came to mind. As soon as you asked, mm-hmm. I said Demon Slayer was the favorite show. Uzui is just—he's my boy. I absolutely adore the character. It was amazing how quickly we grafted. this character and i mean the three wives don't hurt uh but (laughs) but yeah he was he was just the best he was a caregiver to the kids while being the best ninja Zuhair may attack me uh after i say those words uh, with all the naruto ninjas but in my perspective of not being uh a naruto watcher the best ninja that i could ever have imagined
3: yeah, I I really like the pick, and um you know we've we've talked about being on the edge of our seat and worrying about so many of these characters, but I don't think any character as much as Yuzu had me like on that edge. Like, don't you do it? Don't you do that to him? <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, he he's so noble, uh, but also very nuanced, and just brings a flair that has uh, totally unique. And yeah, he's he's a badass. So great choice.
1: Yeah, I I hope we get some closure on where he's going now that he heads toward retirement. Uh, sure. In in the start of the Sword Village arc, that's that's all that I can ask for. I think that's a reasonable request. Yeah, and now that I'm looking at our uh, listener feedback here, yeah. I I feel like Zuhair cheated with with his answer.
3: <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I was going to say cop out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I don't think he's the only one. Uh, I was about he, to say, I think we have a roundup of uh, cop out <laughs> answers here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we've already said uh, quite a lot about Spy Family, and he, he chose the Forger family. Uh, you know, that being Anya, as mentioned, your and Twilight, aka Lloyd Forger.
0: So. and
1: arguably the family is their own character the way that they interact it wouldn't be the same without each other to bounce off of so i i can i can accept Borf. <laughs> <laughs> i was just so not expecting it
3: <laughs> and i don't know why <laughs> all right well uh kind of timely here we'll uh Move on to Jonathan Kim, who is continuing the spy family love here uh, and speaking my language with Anya. She is the best girl like that's, you know, best
1: cute kid. Oh, I didn't even mention as you were talking about Anya as well uh, to anyone who hasn't seen the videos of the child voice actor that does Anya. Go watch those videos because she's just as cute as Anya is, if not cuter. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, So wholesome. so wholesome. And now I'm just going to, you know, not be wholesome and completely attack my best friend here. Uh, Jillian, <laughs> re, you know, she, I asked her the question, said, Who are you going to pick? These are kind of some ideas. She picked all of the ideas. Literally said, <laughs> Don't make me pick the big three of Spy family and Uzui family. She's just picking all of them the wives, Uzui, your. Anya, Bond, Lloyd, just everyone across the board is just, uh, that's my favorite. That's all my favorite. I'm like, it's not how it works, but okay, we accept
3: because they're all great answers. Uh, I, I really appreciate the parenthetical, please don't make me pick because that's like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can hear the pleading like that,
1: so I'll allow it. I'll, allow I'll even it. allow it because I also handed her my phone and said, type in your answer. And that's exactly how she typed. It was just pleading. Don't make me pick. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great.
3: That's great. All right. Uh, Well, next up, we have Emily Sissel chiming in again, and uh, I like this choice a lot. It's one that I didn't think about, but they were certainly a highlight from the film Turning Red, the band Four Town, which they are totally lampooning the boy bands of the late 90s and early 2000s, like Backstreet Boys, In Sync, and 98 Degrees. So, got to love it. But why would they do that? You know, Jay Scotty, tell me why.
1: (laughs) Ain't nothing but a heartache. Don't get me started. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, That was too good of an opportunity not to pass up. But you know, we did talk a lot about turning red, and I'm happy to see May also uh, on the list. Reed Murphy coming in, following that up from turning red, just to know that people. Outside of children, because I know this movie was great with children, but how many adults also have, like, grafted onto these characters and are a fan of them?
3: Mm. Yeah, Mae is a great choice, and it's – the movie is, is really all about the journey that she goes on, and um, she's really relatable, you know, like, coming from a family where her obligations to her family are kind of paramount, and she feels this – this real obligation to rise up to the expectations of her mother and seeing that relationship kind of become strained as she finds out who she is as an individual. So yeah, uh, May is an an excellent choice and I'm glad to see it on the list. Thank you, Reed. Yeah. All right. So, and Dylan M responds with one that uh, I've heard of the show, but I, again, it's one that I don't know much about. He says, uh, Marin from my dress up, darling.
1: Yeah, this is one of those it's on my radar. I see things about it, but in the nature of our hobbies and jobs, I'll call them because this isn't really a job, but we cover action animation and if there's one thing that is lacking from my anime portfolio, it's the slice of life and romancy anime that My Dress-Up Darling is. What mm. I have seen though seems to be this mishmash of wholesome and fan service and i love this sliding its way right into our feedback because i have heard so many people that have said that shows great this character is one of their favorites so having it be something that none of us are aware of but is brought to our attention just always makes me happy
3: duly noted one to keep an eye out on thank you dylan okay and i think that rounds up all the favorite character feedback we got so. Yeah, um, I will throw in, uh, Zuhair
1: did answer an additional question that, you know, oh, isn't okay. necessarily his favorite character, but he did talk about his favorite moment of sure. 2022 in anime. And I feel like this ties in very well with all of the conversation about characters. And he just said, Uzui versus Ghiotaro. Excellent choice. Excellent I don't, choice. I think that's honestly the right answer. Not just because it was my favorite show. I don't think I can think of a better fight scene or moment that, truly encapsulates it than that single episode. Because as much as I was on the edge of my seat for my hero, that was like four episodes of, Ooh, wait, but Dobby's dance. Ooh,
3: Dobby's dance is a hard contender. Now that I say those words. Well, it is, but, and I kind of remember like when we were watching the show and covering it, it's like, we talk about all of these different elements that make up animated content, but it, that was just really like that fight. Was like a cross section between everything: the sound design, the character animations and movements, the color palette choice, uh, the music, of course, like everything, just coming together to create this epic and intense, so satisfying and and just epic moments. So, yeah, I I, I don't know if I can say it much better than you. It feels like the right choice. Yeah. I think we'll round out and just say that's the best
1: one for sure. (laughs) And that now it's time to, to close the book on 2022 and open up to see what that 2023
3: uh, has to offer us. Indeed. Indeed. So uh, we've got a few segments for this one as well. And I, I guess just kind of the catch all here that includes um, shows as well as TV shows. We just called it kind of looking forward. Uh, so this one for me, um, it, I, I couldn't really narrow down my choices very much. I've got a, a few answers here, but, uh, or, uh, I went first last time. So I, I, uh, I apologize. I'll, uh, defer to you there, Andrew. Oh, oh, geez. Thank you. Uh, yeah, th- there's a lot of answers
1: because there's so many things we're looking forward to. Uh, between what we're going to cover and what it is. Um, I'm going to leave one just on the table because we talked about it last year and a bunch of listeners also wrote in. So I'm going to leave that one there uh, for listener stuff. I'm going to talk about some of my things. Um, Invincible season two is near the top of the list. If not the top of the list, it that first season just blew me so far out of the water And I'm hoping that means Amazon's giving it more time and budget because we've known that they're in production for a little while. They tweeted in December. This is the last month with no news about Invincible. So I hope that means we're getting news uh, up here in January. So I'm just so excited for that show. It's incredible voice cast, incredible storytelling, just
3: everything I'm looking forward to about that show across the board. Yeah, I am absolutely giddy. And I appreciate you bringing this one up because that it takes one off the list for me as well. And <laughs> it, it, it very well may top the list for me too. And just thinking about season one, actually, when I was thinking about my best moments of 2022, and I know I answered for best of 2021, I had to like, wait for a second. I was like, wait, oh yeah. Invincible season one was 2021, but I still think back on just the showdown between Invincible and Omni-Man and the way that like rocked me to my emotional core, like that is going to stay with me for a long time. So I am incredibly, incredibly excited to have that show return. So yeah, thank you for bringing it up.
1: Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's a community favorite. And then I'm going to come in, like I said, we're going to talk about plenty with the community. I'm going to come in with two more answers that no one else has really talked about. Um, X-Men 97. I kind of have been talking about this one for a while. I believe it's confirmed for like December. So we have a while to wait um, until we're going to get that one. But it is confirmed at least of this point. Marvel is putting it out this year. I just finished watching X-Men and the Wolverine or Wolverine and the X-Men, which was an animated show on Disney in the like 2000s. And now I'm going to go back and watch the old one from 92. And honestly without hesitation if i had to pick like a favorite marvel character it's the x-men beast wolverine any of them but they're just all so good across the board and this is like the first time disney or the first time in a while disney is fully helming the show and dipping their toe in and i cannot wait to see where this goes but All of the stories that X Men has ever had to tell, and also the social allegories that they're giving, it feels like, you know, there's no time like the present to get this story. And I'm so excited to see what they do uh, with the X Men now
3: that they're going to be canon adjacent. Sure, sure. And yeah, this is another one that I'm glad you brought up. It didn't make my personal list, but there is no denying the impact and influence that original 90s animated series had on me as a young fan and just bringing superheroes to my attention and uh so yeah the fact that th- this seems like one of those instances where they're embracing nostalgia and it doesn't make me roll my eyes it just gets me really excited because like you said like the x men are like the struggle that they're going through as outsiders in society like it's it's a story that transcends generations and it seems like there couldn't be a better time to to revisit what the x-men are really all about so I'm, I'm excited for it yeah
1: and then uh the the last one i wanted to put on my list because it was on last year's list and then it was canceled and then it was not canceled and then it was pushed back and then maybe canceled <laughs> again i don't know uh batman the caped crusader nice. this show is still on my radar i might be the only one but again i've already called you out mr gunn Please help me out here. Um, (laughs) Now, at this point, I know that they have canceled or they canceled the show on HBO Max, but they put it up for bid. So there's a chance that like a Netflix or a Hulu or, you know, God forbid, Disney picks it up and says, oh, yeah, you ordered this great Batman story from some of the best Batman writers ever. Let's put this out there. So I'm just hoping that someone puts it out there, or someone picks it up and puts it out there within this year. I'm still looking forward to it, no matter what year it decides that it's going to come. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: sixty percent of the time it works. Every time, let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, another good pick. That one wasn't uh, quite as much on my radar, but just hearing you talk about it with such fervent passion. Uh, makes me all that much more excited for it, and yeah, James Gunn, we know you're listening, so yeah, don't. I'm just gonna us. keep this
1: bit up. I, I want to pretend <laughs> that James Gunn is a fan and let like, hope like someone on Twitter sends
3: it to him and it's just like, oh hey, yeah, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I, I liked your approach there. I liked how you uh, made some concessions to what uh, other people. Uh, as far as the community will chime in. So that will further kind of uh, truncate what I bring up here. But um, yeah, invincible season two was at the top of my list. So uh, pivoting from that, as far as shows go uh, I'll say, what if season two, I I still don't think that we have a confirmed date for that, but uh, the last that I heard or read, it was still supposed to be like early 2023, like first quarter, 2023. And Covering that first season of What If and just actually having animated content that is a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and really, like, this is the multiversal saga that we're in right now, and What If is perfect for that exploration of the multiverse. So I, I'm incredibly excited for that show to come back, and I really um, can't wait to see how they push the envelope in terms of focusing on new characters and new variations of those characters.
1: Uh, yeah, Uh I honestly didn't put it on my list just because we didn't have confirmed whether or not it was going to be this year. Sure. But if, if it was then yes, because it's hard to not let my bias show in the fact that uh, Captain Carter was my first podcast ever. Oh yeah. And, and then I was here. So it's hard not to be like, oh my God, I love that show, but it, it was such a good time, whether I was a part of this or not. So yeah, whenever they can give that to us, I'm ready for them to just serve it up. And I, I hope that it means they're going to surprise us. That's my biggest thing is it's just going to be like, oh yeah, this is coming out in two weeks at some (laughs) random point.
3: Yeah. Could be, could be. Okay. And then uh, for my last mention here, we haven't seen too much about it. We got a uh, teaser trailer earlier on, but it's uh, tough to bet against Pixar and elemental looks like it's going to be a return to form original IP Uh, telling a fundamental and elemental story opposites attract. So um, I'm excited to see more from it. And uh, Pixar rarely, rarely disappoints. So one to keep an eye on for me for sure. Yeah, no, that is...
1: It's an interesting pick because we've seen so little that I want to be excited, but I don't know what I'm excited about (laughs) at this point. So I'm very,
3: very intrigued uh, as for what we're going to see. Definitely, definitely. That that being said, there are some other ones that I'm a little bit more excited for, honestly. But again, other people are going to bring those up, so I don't really want to steal their thunder. Well, then I'm going
1: to guess that because, you know, we talked so, so much about this last year, Uh, That near the top of your list, as for the near the top of my list, near the top of Jonathan Kim's list, and near the top of Emily Sissel's list, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, or across the Spider-Verse, apologies. Uh, No problem. That is correct. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. (laughs) How could we not? We talked so long. I think every listener last year wrote in with Spider-Verse as the answer, if I remember correctly. Yeah, just about, yeah. It's only right for us to be talking about it again a full calendar year later.
3: Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, what more can be said? Yeah, I mean, all the Spider-Men, all the Spider-Women, all the Spider-Days. I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just going to be such a fun time. We're going to have to allot like two hours after the movie for that podcast because it's just going to be gushing and insanity. Uh, But we talk about insanity, and there are some other interesting things coming this
3: year. Indeed, yes. And insanity is a great, great word for it. Uh, Dylan, M, reminds us that while we were covering Attack on Titan, we thought this thing was finally coming to an end. But they pulled the rug out from us at the very last second and uh apparently this year this coming year 2023 is when attack on titan will actually finally be ending and that is what he or they are looking forward to most so excellent choice there you see it's a good choice i don't think they've ever
1: confirmed that this is actually going to be the end <laughs> and i i'm looking forward to it it's yeah. i want to know where this story is going i know it's going to be some controversial pull the rug out from a un, rug out from under us kind of ending yeah, but it's the fact that they have yet to confirm that this is the end. This hmm. could be the final season, part three of seven. Like, we don't know which part of it's going to be because they already broke the mold by doing more than two parts to a season. So sure, I'm looking forward to it, but I am not going to say the words the end
3: until it is confirmed that this thing is over. <laughs> they got to give us one more. Blood. Blood pumping, catchy theme song before it's all said and done to rock out to. Oh, what do they do to follow up the rumbling? That's the question <laughs> right there. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed.
1: All right. Well, I'll jump in next. Jillian just could not contain her answers as she went across the page here. And um, it's funny because I told her to write as many as she wanted, and she's now going to call me out and be like, Really? Everyone else wrote one. I'm like, it's not my fault. But (laughs) (laughs) so her number one, uh, without a doubt, Jujutsu Kaisen season two. She is a huge fan. She's the one that got me into the show, brought me to the movie, who then I said to Zuhair, hey, you should watch this movie, too. Um, So, yeah, she's definitely excited for this show. And with good reason. We talked before about the movie, so I'll keep it short. But it's Mm -hmm. just a really gripping story and a very great animation it's MAPPA MAPPA needs to be talked about in 2023 because they're doing Jujutsu Kaisen 2 Attack on Titan part of the final season One Punch Man season three Vinland Saga season two so there's just a slew of things coming out of MAPPA and then uh just also the great anime mentions she just listed them all here. That's why I can't really be upset. Demon Slayer, the sword village arc, spy family, both season two and the movie attack on Titan mentioned and way of the house husband season two, which I think
3: dropped on new year's day, if I'm not mistaken. So that is out now. Cool. Definitely a solid list. Thank you, Jillian. Okay. And Reed Murphy chimes in again, and he brought up the other movie that I'm very excited for that I kind of held back on. And that is the Super Mario Brothers movie. And I, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. The more and more I see of this movie, the more taken I am with it. And I'm I'm just really excited to see so many of the classic Nintendo mascots uh, be brought to the big screen. And it looks like it's going to be a romping good time.
1: Yeah, honestly, when they said they were making a Super Mario movie, I, my intrigue went up. When they said Chris pratt was uh, voicing mario my intrigue dropped tremendously sure. <laughs> um sure but since they've started to show us things i have gotten more and more excited for this movie and it, it it is near the top of my list like i'm going to see it when it comes out without a doubt like it it looks like it's gonna be so much fun because yeah i grew up with mario with donkey kong i want to see more than just a field of yoshis i want like the full you know Yoshi, I I want it all here. It's I can't say the name without saying the character. Yeah, no, there's just I don't know what the story is, and I don't know if I care. I just want them to do these characters justice because they did Sonic right. Apparently, let's see. uh, Let's see Mario do it, too. That
3: is just but a taste of our power. Do you yield? Can't wait. (laughs) Can't wait. Uh, No, it's going to be a good time. Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, and then uh, did we mention when we did uh, the Spider-Verse preview there, did we mention that friend of the show, Haley Hobbs, uh, included that as her most anticipated as well? I know we said Jonathan, Kim, and Emily, but uh, Haley is on that train as well, and it is a good train to be on.
1: Yes, it is. I'm sorry, Haley, you got lost in the mix of me uh, shuffling around all of our feedback, but I want to know what, Spider-verse comic that source pages is going to pick because there's so mm. many because that's how this whole, whole thing started was just a slew of one-off comics about these, you know, other universe Spider-men. What do they pick to try and read? Uh, I'm very intrigued. I signed up to be a Marvel Unlimited subscriber on Black Friday. So I'm Ooh. I'm right along with them now on all of these. So I'm, I'm very excited for them to tell me what to read. So I don't have to pick for once. <laughs> Spider-Man 2099 seems like the logical
3: choice to me. But what do I know? That's a good pick. I yep. didn't think of that. That's a good pick. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. And uh, I believe that's it for looking forward to sections did we have anything from zuhair?
1: No, he didn't uh okay. respond. I know his voice is just all of these things. He's looking forward to anime throughout the year. sure He's, you know, voiced all of the things Jujutsu Kaisen obviously sure. um is a big part of what he's looking forward to. So yeah, it's uh Yeah,
3: it's whatever we're covering on the show
1: is what zuhair is looking forward to.
3: Okay. Okay. All right. Well, the next segment here is, speaking of Zuhair, it's one of his favorite things to ask, especially when we uh, uh, have, you know, interviews with industry professionals and the like. He likes to ask, what is your Rushmore? And he usually adds the caveat of like anime Rushmore. But uh, I think we just opened this one up to animated Rushmore in general, correct?
1: Yeah, I just said Mount Rushmore. Some people did it specific to 2022, some people okay. did it just in general. Um but I will say mine has not changed since the last time we talked about this. Uh okay. So mine is still Hunter Hunter, My Hero, Demon Slayer and uh Attack on Titan. Okay. I will say Black Clover came close, but when we talk about this whole like okay, you got to have a balance of things on your mountain. Uh I feel like Hunter Hunter and Black Clover both very much share the category that they are trying to fill and okay. hunter hunter is still probably my favorite anime ever and it you know has to hold that slot for a little while but yeah mine hasn't changed i know Zuhair. hair last time uh, we talked to him his hasn't changed
3: that's why he did not respond has yours shuffled at all uh i don't know if i've ever actually provided my my full-on um Rushmore and and I'm not entirely prepared right now. I'll say <laughs> Bond ate my homework. But um I'll I'll take this opportunity just to I'm gonna kind of like modify the category a little bit and just talk about two animated shows that kind of got me through 2022 that I haven't had the opportunity to talk about yet. And one is Fire Force an anime um that I Ooh. highly recommend. They've had two seasons come out so far, and again, it's just Like we've said about so many of these series, a really gripping story, a nice mystery with some really endearing characters. So um, definitely check that one out. And then the other one is one that uh, did not come out in 2022, but I kind of revisited it in 2022 in preparation for its revival in 2023, and that is Futurama, which.
1: Oh, yes. yeah,
3: (laughs) Yeah. What more can be said? It's just so good. So good.
1: yeah it's like i had to keep mine just to anime but like i know in the next year we're gonna be talking avatar the last airbender which is like my number one animated show sure so when that's coming back around we're gonna have plenty of revisiting to do but uh, i've completely forgot about futurama
3: you just got me so excited (laughs) yeah coming to hulu in 2023 so yeah be Uh, prepared we're back baby good news everyone
1: futurama (laughs) is back How many jokes do they make about being canceled again? (laughs) Oh, I I can't wait. (laughs) I cannot wait. Uh, All right. So now we'll just jump into some listener uh, Mount Rushmore's. I will take from the top uh, Jonathan Kim, One Piece, My Hero Academia, Demon Slayer, and Detective Conan. All right. Not familiar with Detective Conan, but I like it. I like it a lot. Detective Conan, I did take a quick look, is a detective anime from the 90s. Okay. And I, they must still be fairly popular uh, because they had a movie come out this year that was okay. on that top 10 animated movie gross list. I think it was at like six or eight or somewhere in there. Oh, so right on, not that bad. And One Piece also had a movie come out this year. So we talk Indeed. about fervent fan bases. Anyone who can go on the hunt for the One Piece, you are <laughs>
3: you are a true pirate. That's for sure. All right. All right. OK, Emily Sissel says Scooby-Doo, Avatar the Last Airbender, Dragon Prince, and Pokemon. And what a Mount Rushmore. Like oh,
1: yeah. honestly, I can't say anything to pretend that these do not belong in the conversation for Big 4. Yeah. There's yeah. I like, can't sniff my nose at any of those. Scooby-Doo especially is one of those like how how does this not like get a mention anywhere? <laughs> yeah,
3: right. Yeah.
1: All right. Hmm. I will jump in with Jillian, and she did a 2022 specific one. Okay. And I feel pretty proud of us because we covered just about all of these shows, which says we were pretty, you know, ear to the ground with what we were covering because her answers were Young Justice, Mm -hmm. Demon Slayer, My Hero Academia, and Spy Family. And also, we get all the credit because uh, I made her watch Young Justice just to listen to this show. So. (laughs) <laughs> we got another well one on board. <laughs>
3: well done. Well done. Uh, yeah. That's uh yeah, it's quite a uh, rogues gallery right there for a uh a Rushmore. I dig it. All right, and Mr. Reed Murphy of the 323 podcast with his final feedback for this episode. His Rushmore is The Spectacular Spider-Man, Dragon Ball Z, Shaolin Showdown, and Yu-Gi-Oh! So I, I can see why he and Zuhair get along so well.
1: Yeah, it's it's just making me realize how great of a question Mount Rushmore like actually is, because all of these are really good lists like, oh, yeah. yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh deserves to be in the conversation. Spectacular Spider-Man is one of the great showings of Spider-Man. Like there's just so many things that you could possibly list. And it's great because you kind of get to make up what the category is in your head every time. So <laughs> oh, yeah. we have a lot of fun and I'm, I'm always glad to get more listener and
3: interviewee answers. It, it's a great time. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah, doing this show was one of my favorite parts of 2022, and it will also be one of my favorite parts of 2023. So, just want to express some gratitude to you, Andrew, to Zuhair as well for being integral parts of the show, and thank you to all the listeners. Um, this this was a lot of fun being able to incorporate so much feedback, and you're the reason we keep coming back every every week. So, thank you for all the support and listenership. It means the world.
1: Yeah, I I cannot say it any better. I we don't do this just to, you know, listen to ourselves talk. We do it because, you know, we're having a great time. We're creating fun content and then getting this feedback, knowing that there are so many of you out there listening to us. It's a it's an amazing feeling that I can't ever put into words when people ask me what it's like to podcast or be a podcaster, that there's just this energy that comes from it and knowing that we are doing such a great job of creating a community, especially uh, whether you're just listening to us or a part of the Stranded Panda greater community as a whole. You know, we appreciate everything you have and we appreciate having our own uh, corner of listeners here.
3: Yes, yes. So again, closing the book on 2022. Thank you for a phenomenal year. Uh, Andrew, Any anything to plug before we set our sights to the future in 2023 here. Uh, as always, you can follow us
1: on all of our social medias, Animation to Lib 1 on Twitter, Animation to Liberation on Facebook and Instagram. That's a great way to share us with any of your friends, share any information that you want, as well as majority of the listener feedback came in via our social media channels. So that's a great way to interact with us. Let us know what you have going on. Know that we read all of that, I'll send screenshots to the other hosts as well. It's a great way to interact and be a part of it, as well as I feel like this is a great time to just always mention, uh, like I said, you can share us on those places. You can share us on all of your podcasting apps. We're entering the new year with plenty of new shows, so share us with your friends. And if your friends are like, oh, but are they covering this animated show? Uh, by all means, write into us or tell them to write into us. We have a laundry list of things that we're already staring down the barrel of in January alone, but we are always happy to add other things to our watch list and, you know, talk about our Anna minutes every single week uh, to, you know, get you what you want to hear. Especially this is a, it's a group project at the end of the day.
3: Okay. And I will take the final few minutes minutes of the cast here for shameless plugs feedback (laughs) feedback we need your feedback Um, it's the start of a new year and uh, yeah I'll just I'll just be as shameless as I can about it my birthday was yesterday my birthday is always at the beginning of the new year if you appreciate anything we've done here at animation deliberation if you want to give a gift to me Jay Scotty all you have to do is give us a rating give us a review share the gift of animation deliberation with someone in your life and that would be tremendous for us and I would be forever great forever grateful to you and it would just start our 2023 on such a good note so please do that for me yeah
1: right and, now i see 185 uh ratings and reviews let's get us up to 186 or even more. even more. <laughs> you didn't like the sarcastic, like, <laughs> let me just set attainable goals here. It's 2023. We got to start sure. it off right. <laughs> nah, I, uh, I appreciate
3: it. All right. This was a fun one. Thank you for everyone for participating. And thank you as always for tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. Stay whelmed as we
2: go
1: into 2023 and muscle muscle.
2: Thank you for listening to the animation deliberation podcast a proud member of the Stranded panda network if you would like to contact us you can email animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com or follow
3: us on twitter at animationdelib one for this and other great shows you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded panda chat Facebook group at
2: facebook.com groups/ svchat tune in next time and remember stay whelmed Thank sure. you. Jaren Solomon from
0: Solomon Brothers Jewelers here to tell you why our customers are like family. Take it from Eduardo, who said we have a great selection, competitive prices, and outstanding service. Or Ashley, who said my fiancé and I had the best experience at Solomon Brothers. Our customers trust us to help pull off the perfect proposal or jaw-dropping anniversary surprises. When you visit us, we want to make sure you feel like Amanda, who says we will definitely be back for any jewelry needs. Visit Solomon Brothers Jewelers in Buckhead or Alpharetta online at SolomonBrothers.com. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Kroger Plus card. All you do is win big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating
2: items and save a dollar each with your card.